This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. We are back with another episode only on the Odyssey Network. We got Al Sacco. We got Zane. Brian's on assignment. And man, Al, there's only one word to describe this whole quarterback saga, this whole Trey Lance saga. And it's just bizarre. The most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's I, I I can't remember a time where a team has been so scrutinized over a backup quarterback battle, and oh, you it's not it's not media's finest hour. It's not this fan base's finest hour by any means. It's it's been an ugly week, and it, it's gotten a little bit uglier than I think it's needed to. But I found myself just just really thinking about this. Number one, why is it such a big story? Well, it's such a big story because the 49ers gave up more than maybe they ever have and made maybe their most aggressive trade ever to go up and get this kid, Trey Lance. That's why I think that it's such a big story because three years later we are where we are. But did you see the interview with Joe Banner? Did you happen to see what he said? I I did. I did. But okay. You should recap so for, for the, our listeners. Yeah. The listener, the listeners who, who may not have heard it, Joe Banner is a longtime league exec who's worked with Kyle Shanahan. He did an interview, and I, I forget who he did the interview with, but he said that Kyle is smart, if not smarter, than any offensive coach he's ever worked with. But he went on to say, and I quote, he, but he's a very emotional guy and tends to, be fairly, tends to be a fairly short-term thinker. And once you get in his doghouse, it's really hard to get out. But knowing the way Kyle is wired, it's really hard for me to picture how they can ever get back to a good, positive place supporting each other, meaning him and Lance. So that leaves me with kind of a simplistic that if they can find another place, end quote. And he went on to say that when Kyle's down on a player, um, it's hard for him to get back into an objective place about it. And we've seen him come out of that with Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk seemed to be in the doghouse, and then he came out of it. But we've also seen with Jimmy Garoppolo, where it seemed like it was a frosty relationship for a while. And we heard recently that, I believe it was Tim Kawakami, might have been somewhere else, but talked about how what the relationship was at the end of last season when they weren't even getting back to each other. And we've seen how Kyle can be impatient with quarterbacks. So how did we get to this Trey Lance situation? Well, let's 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 look back. And I think it starts in 2020. 
And when you look at that season, they're coming off a Super Bowl appearance. There's there's big expectations. But Jimmy misses multiple games in only, I think he only played eight games that year. And there seemed to be some differences between how severe the team thought Garoppolo's injuries were and maybe what Jimmy's camp did. So that season, Kyle goes six and 10, clearly frustrated to the point where they spent the entire offseason looking for a quarterback in 2021. They started out heavy, heavy on Stafford and they ended up losing out on him to, the, him to the Rams. They kicked the tires on guys like Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold. And then they ended up getting heavily involved with Deshaun Watson before his legal tr- troubles come up. Very shortly after the, those legal troubles come up, they pivot quickly and they put together um, a trade deal that was probably prepared for Watson to trade up in the draft to number, to number three. Now, who were your options at number three? Mac Jones who I don't think had the talent to be, ever be worth number three overall pick. Justin Fields. So, Zane, people will say, like, oh, we could have had Justin Fields. Justin Fields would drive Kyle Shanahan crazy. Crazy. He, he's not, he, he hasn't been a good thrower of the football. I don't think Fields would have been a good fit here either at all. I think he would have definitely lost his uh, patience with him as well. And then you have Trey Lance. And what I think happened here is I think that the Niners panicked. I think when all the, when they didn't get Stafford and they didn't get Watson, I believe they panicked. They even tried to get Aaron Rodgers before the draft. They, I wasn't, I'm not sure they really know what they knew what they were doing. They just know that they wanted to trade up. So what did they do? They trade up. They trade up for maybe the most inexperienced quarterback that we've ever seen come out of college. Lance in college had 16 attempts or less eight times. He had 18 to 23 attempts seven times and only 30 plus twice. And one of those 30-plus attempts games was the one game he played in 2020 because he didn't play for basically an entire year because of COVID. And then his NFL attempts are only 118, 29, 23, 28, and 3. So you bring in this inexperienced quarterback, and we all still we – we were all drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Can he start in week one? Can he be that good? And when you look back at it, the kid was a project, man. He probably had no business playing at that time and, and probably had no business going to a Super Bowl ready team unless the plan was, hey, just sit and learn. You're going to be here for two years and then worry about it. We don't even need you on the field right now. But 2021 was just it was just like a snowball going downhill, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He hurts his finger in the preseason game, which was apparently a very serious injury that affected him for a while but he's still getting reps in certain packages and he got a start against the Cardinals and he was clunky in that game. They lost 17 to 10. Lance looked clunky, which has been a theme for him, but then he gets hurt again, this time his knee. (laughs) So he's hurt his finger. He's hurt his knee. He's barely played and already has two significant injuries, but there's also some discord in the locker room that Kyle was using him in certain packages and undermining Jimmy. And they kind of asked Kyle to back off. From what I understand is, is some of the players were like, Hey, Let's let Jimmy get the reins. And they did. And they played They played a lot better. That season, Trey gets one more start. They went 23-7 to over Houston. And I didn't think he played well in the first half, but I certainly thought he bounced well and played, bounced back and played, played pretty well in the second half. And whatever he did, he did enough to show that he could be the starter in 2022. So you go to 2022, and he is, he is the unquestioned starter, right? It's his team. But if you really watch what was going on in that five quarters, it didn't seem like Kyle really trusted him to throw. He was using him as a runner. Now, the thing with Lance, and this was a big misstep by the 49ers, Trey Lance may be athletic. He is not a good runner. 
Uh, no world, no world is Trey Lance the kind of runner that Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts is. He, he's clunky again, <laughs> clunky runner, clunky passer, and he stumbles into contact. Because he stumbles into contact, it doesn't protect himself. He leaves himself open to injuries. Now you can get mad at Kyle's play calling. I didn't love it all the time, and it's not that I didn't love it because he was running Lance. I didn't love it because when you look at Lance run, it doesn't look like you can watch him run and think, "Oh my God, this guy's going to kill himself." He's stumbling into a linebacker. But they kept running him, kept running him, and sure enough, it happened. Jimmy comes back. Jimmy gets hurt because that's what Jimmy does. And then Brock Purdy happens. And all of a sudden, you have this guy coming in, and he's he's running the offense Kyle wants. He's an extension of Kyle on the field. The Niners are scoring a ton of points. And if he doesn't get hurt in the NFC Championship game, who knows? But he did enough in those games to tell Kyle Shanahan, whether you agree with it or not, this is our starting quarterback. So now where is Lance? The offseason, what did the 49ers' actions tell you this offseason? They told you that they only, not only do they not trust Lance to be the starter, they don't know if they trust him to be the backup. Because if they trusted him to be the starter, they would say, yeah, Purdy's got the lead, but listen, Trey was our starter last year. He can overtake him. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that was on the table. And they signed Sam Darnold in day one of free agency, someone who, like we talked about, Kyle has really liked, to ultimately compete with the QB that you traded multiple first-round picks for mortgaged your future for you're bringing him in to compete for the backup job they didn't give him an opportunity but it sounded like he was having a better camp and there was improvement now i'm not there i can only go from what people say and they said he was playing better from what i was told and i went on the show last week and i defended lance i said the kid's 23 he doesn't have any experience he needs to get reps you still need to see what you have there i agree purdy should be qb1 i'm in that camp but you got to give lance reps give him a chance to at least be the number two here. But then when he comes out and plays in the preseason game, it wasn't all awful. There were some good reps, but there were some reps to me where he looked non-functional in a way that I don't think you can play him right now. And again, all his reps were not bad, but if the Niners have to play the Steelers tomorrow and Purdy's not available, I don't think there's any way you can put Trey Lance out there right now, not based on what we saw last, last week, last game. Now, does that mean he's not going to come out this week against the Broncos and play really well. No, he, he could come out and play really well. That could happen. And we could be having a different narrative, but right now it looks like this was a bad pick by the 49ers. Lance has not had the opportunity to, to sit and learn and get reps and reps and reps. And it, it doesn't seem like Kyle Shanahan gives a shit. Now go back to what we said earlier, earlier in the show about what Joe Banner said. He, he thinks short term. He doesn't think long term, and he doesn't have patience. All of that fills in, and I think that's where we are with Lance. Fair or not, and people feel a lot of different ways, but Zane, this is like, that's my short version of the 30 for 30 on Trey Lance. It's just been a crazy, crazy ride. So whose fault is this? Is it Kyle? Is it John Lynch? Is it Trey? <laughs> who, who, who bears the brunt for this? Well, I, I think that People, are, people don't want to criticize Lynch and Shanahan because they've had so much success. And they have. And I've said this before. They've done a lot of things right. A lot of things right. They should in no way have their jobs in jeopardy or anything like that. But even people who are good at a lot of things aren't good at other things. Nobody's perfect. And they have not been good at quarterback evaluations or getting a quarterback for this team to this point. From where it started, the initial season, you did not have a quarterback. And you, you said, hey, we're going to run with Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley and wait for Kirk Cousins when you had really generational talents and Patrick Mahomes and, and Deshaun Watson. No, Watson had legal troubles. We didn't know that then. 
they were two generational talents at quarterbacks you passed for Cousins, who you didn't even end up getting because you traded for Garoppolo and maybe jumped a little bit to give him that contract. Fine. We were, again, in hindsight, we were all on board, whatever. But then after 2019, Tom Brady's knocking on your door. They, they didn't answer or they did and said, go away. That was a misstep there. They decided to stay with Jimmy. And then the next year they're out on Jimmy. So if you decide to stay with Jimmy and, and he was there for three or four years and they were behind him for three or four years, but it seemed like they tried, they were a year later, they were ready to replace him again. And then it was a soap opera with Garoppolo. People can call it what they want to. That was a soap opera. Jimmy himself said it was awkward. So they did not handle that well. And then if they did panic in 2021 offseason and took a quarterback who, again, had no business coming in and being the quarterback of a Super Bowl-ready team yet. None. And you can say, well, they found Brock Purdy. No, they stumbled onto Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy kind of saved their ass. If Brock Purdy doesn't happen, I don't know, is Kirk Cousins your quarterback right now? I don't know. And and it's not reality, so we don't have to get into that. It's fine. But, yeah, I think I think it's – Lance, I don't think – I know he hasn't had the reps, but he's also – again, there's some things that look like basic stuff he wasn't doing. Not every play, but some plays. So Lance, I think, has been a disappointment in that regard. But yeah, Lince and Shanahan made a bad pick. They made a bad trade. That's what it appears to be right now. And if Purdy wins a Super Bowl, whatever. Uh, nobody, it'll be a footnote. But if he doesn't, or there's a new quarterback here next year, because Purdy doesn't work out, because we don't know what Pur- we still don't know what Purdy is. It could be a bigger thing. So you know, we'll see. But I, yeah, I think if if you look at it and say Shanahan and Lynch did a good job with this, take off your red and gold glasses. They they didn't. They didn't, and that's fine because they've done a good job with a lot of other things but they did not do a good job in this, in this scenario. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. So if Brock Purdy never emerged last year, hypothetically, what would they have done? What what was your plan if Jimmy was gone? We knew that. Trey mm-hmm. was coming off of a broken ankle, major injury, and you see the the result now. This is what you would have seen, minus Brock Purdy being on the roster. So what would they have done if Brock Purdy didn't emerge last year in those last five regular season games and those two playoff games, well, three playoff games? But mm-hmm. my my point here is that at every step of the way, they have failed to address the most important position in sports the right way and people will be like well zane how can you say what way is the right way they more they know more than you look just because they're in that position of making the decision doesn't mean that they always make the right decision and this is clearly a decision that was not the right decision it was a desperation play mm-hmm. they keep circling back to the same the same sort of thing that they 
that they would have had happen anyways. They wanted to get rid of Jimmy after 2020. They drafted Trey and Jimmy ended up starting anyways. They wanted to get rid of Jimmy last year. They didn't feel like Trey was ready. He started anyways. Finally got ready, rid of him this year and you aren't starting Trey. So it's like really the, the whole justification for bringing Trey Lance in was that he would eventually get a shot at the starting job and be able to be able to play. I think it's horrible luck that he ended up breaking his ankle in this, in his second start and, and never got anything beyond that. I think it's horrible luck. Cause we don't know what would have happened, mm-hmm. but to me, sure. Al, and you know me, like I, I was as, and still am as pro pro Jimmy Garoppolo as anybody. Right. But the mistake that they made was not starting him after they drafted him. That was the year to find out what Trey Lance actually, all right, cool. Can you, can you handle this or not? And it takes more than one year, but that was the year to really establish him and, 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 start building your roster around him and seeing what he can do and seeing his limitations and all that stuff. They chose to go with the safe play. They, they started Jimmy over Trey. They had a plan in their minds and it didn't work out. And it feels like every time this team tries to get, I, I don't like this phrase, but too cute. It doesn't work out for them. They try to get too cute with the Buckner trade and replace him with Kinlaw. They're like, Oh, well we replaced him with the first round. That's worked out horribly. Another one of the worst mm-hmm. first round picks that this franchise has ever had. Okay. They try to get cute in 2017 when Kyle first started and draft Solomon Thomas instead of Mahomes and Watson, who were sitting right there in their lap and it bit him in the ass. They try to get cute when they were waiting, waiting for Kirk Cousins, didn't get him. They, they ended up with Jimmy instead. They try to get cute and try to win with Jimmy instead of making the smart play and signing Tom Brady for a year, bit him in the ass. Try to get cute and desperate and trade for Trey and be like, okay, cool. He'll sit two years on the bench behind Jimmy. Didn't work out. Look, that's not all their fault because Trey got hurt. But the problem is, is that when there is a clear path for a solution in front of them, they don't take it. They get cute. And that is, I don't know if that's a Kyle thing. I don't know if it's a John Lynch thing. I don't know if it's a Parag thing. I don't know who is the person that is behind pulling the strings for these decisions, or if it's a, a collaborative group failure but it's a colossal failure and it's mitigated by the fact that they have a capable starting quarterback or seemingly capable starting quarterback. We've yet to see a full season out of Brock and and what he can do, but based off of the small sample size we saw, it feels like it feels like you're getting a step up from what Jimmy Garoppolo provided you. I think, I think it's safe to say that because he provided you equal or better production out of a much less experienced player. So Mm -hmm. that, that much we do know. The part that we don't know is that, number one, can Brock hold up for a whole season? And number two, can he maintain what he started last year? I expect some sort of a regression because obviously he'll lose a game or two or three or however many he'll lose. The league will catch up to some extent. But, Al, what if Purdy doesn't work out? What if if something happens and, and he's not effective? Or you lose a bunch of games in a row and you're trying to save a season with the core that you only have a couple years window with. Who are you turning to? Or Sam Darnold? What what is the backup plan here? And my hope was that that would have been Trey because he's been in the system for two years and he has he has that to me unlimited potential that they drafted. Like I I still have faith in Trey that he could be a serviceable NFL quarterback somewhere. I don't know if it's here, but at some some team will take a chance on him and I feel like he can he can produce if he's given the chance, but he has to grow and he needs reps. So it's like I said, the last show with, with Larry, I was like, Trey looked the exact same way to me as he did last time. He looked like a young quarterback 
who's making mistakes that needs reps because he hasn't gotten the reps for now from, from then until now. So what is the plan if Purdy, Purdy falters? What are they going to do? Darnold? You're going to pin your hopes on Blaine Gabbert 2.0? Well, that's, that's kind of what's funny to me. And again, I always think people can get better. I, I really am of that notion that people can get better and, and, and maybe Darnold can be a serviceable quarterback and just pull the trigger in this offense, like serviceable. He does have talent. Maybe he can get better. But what's comical to me is some people, some people seem to have talked themselves into, yeah, Sam Darnold could be the answer here. If I told you this time last season or whatever, whatever time at any point in this regime, you know what the missing piece is to this team, the Super Bowl team, Sam Darnold. People would have <laughs> put me in the balloony bin. You know, are you kidding me? No. What if someone said that, you know, Purdy got hurt. If they had Sam Darnold coming off the bench, they, they would have won that Super Bowl. Nobody in their right mind would have said that. And now people are like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, Sam Darnold can, can, can step in here and, and challenge Purdy. It's Sam Darnold. Kenny, again, maybe he gets better. I don't know. But right now, what we've seen, give me a break, man. Yeah, if the Niners get Sam Darnold to go against Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen or, or Joe Burrow, they're going to be – are you kidding me? And what's funny is, again, I always say, like, I don't – I'm not crazy with the social media, but I have I, – I am on it a lot now because of the news and stuff. There is a contingency of people – you know, you always – Anytime you post anything about a quarterback, there's somebody coming in about the other quarterback. I did not think Sam Darnold stands or whatever people call them exist. They <laughs> fucking do. There are like a lot of them. Like, Al, well, yeah. he was only with Adam Gase and Matt Rule. And, and what weapons did he have? Didn't he have McCaffrey and DJ Moore? Didn't he yeah. play with those guys? But like, there's now there's people coming up and defending Sam Darnold. Like, you just can't win. You just can't. So if you are a content creator or you do media and just know anything you post about anything, people are going to come at you with something crazy. There's people coming at me with that Sam Darnold didn't get a fair shake. What? So I don't know with that. This what do you all the trade been, thing? Yeah. Well, this has been the worst, the worst training camp that I have had to cover since we started doing this. Oh, it's awful. And it's, I didn't think it could get worse in the offseason. It's 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 awful. It's so it's bad. Terrible. The, the, the irrational and the, the things people are doing to practice. I saw Ryan Leaf said something like he was yeah. like, you know, I never threw an interception in practice. It was those, it was a stupid games that got me. You know <laughs> what I mean? So when it is, it's like, who? I just can't. If And here's what else I think, Zane. I think week one, the Niners and the Steelers are going to come out and punch, punch each other in the mouth. I think yep. both of them. And I think you could see Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett with like two picks a piece. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Maybe the yeah, Niners we, win the game 23-17. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens at all. The Steelers had 20 interceptions last year, and that was they t- were tied with the Niners for the most. And that was without Watt on TJ Watt in the field for, for a lot of the year. Yep. So the Steelers have a really good defense. They could come in and give the Niners fits that first week. The Niners are a slow starting team. So what's going to happen then? Is everybody going to go crazy? Probably. But you really got to let a month or so happen. Shanahan's team starts slow. They do. But back to the Trey thing. Here's the other caveat that I think the people who defend Trey, and I'm not a I'm just being a realist for what I see with Trey. What I saw last week, I thought was shitty for the most part. But again, it doesn't mean he can't get better. Who am I to say that he can't improve? Just from what I've saw so far. But here's another thing that's telling to me. He's clearly available. He's not the starting quarterback. So if a team came to the 49ers and said, hey, man, like, we like this kid. Can we give you a two and a three? Or can we give you a two? They would have jumped all over it. Nobody's interested. That's that's the other thing. So around the NFL, 
people are not interested in him. And you look for fits. I don't know. Would Atlanta want to give it a shot? He wouldn't get a shot. I mean, Ritter's going to get the shot. Ritter yeah. falters, maybe he comes in. Is, is that a team? Is Minnesota, if they don't want Cousins next year and they want to see if he can come in and, and develop for a year? Mm-hmm. Maybe Tampa because they're 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 a mess. But you know, Washington probably like Sam Howell more than him, I would think. AFC, I can't really think of anyone off the top of my head. I don't think so. That would that would that would want to jump in. Maybe the that. Texans, so, maybe Houston. No, we well, got have, Stroud. Have, Why would you want to you know bring that in and make that? So I don't even think there's a team that would do it in the AFC. There's yeah. just not a fit. Nobody's that's that's the thing. For as much as you may like Trey Lance, when I say you, I mean whoever's listening to the show. It doesn't seem like the NFL feels that way. It, it just doesn't. And I thought a lot of the stuff said about him this week was was, was harsh. And you could say he, he didn't look great. He, he looked non-functional in this game. But there was some stuff like he doesn't belong in the NFL. Uh, I didn't love what Mike Lombardi said said about oh, he said when his mama so picked him up from his crib. He's not a poor. He doesn't have the instincts. Instincts. Just stuff like that. I just feel it's harsh, man. You don't have to attack the kid like that. Um, make your critique. You could say it was really bad. But when you're 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 calling him like. He's done. He's a bust. This, that, and the other thing. Let it play out a little bit more. You don't know what a 23-year-old is going to be, especially one with, with who's only had four starts. But I don't know, man. It's it's just been an ugly – it's always ugly with quarterbacks with this team. It's just – it's crazy. Yeah, and people are going to hate this. The, the listeners are going to hate this suggestion. But, Al, you know where I think Trey Lance is going to go if he doesn't end up shaking out here? You know where I think Miami? he's going to go? No. Well, Miami, Miami, maybe, maybe McDaniel could, could, maybe I'm sure, I'm sure he could make something out of him there. That That is one of the best offensive minds in the game. So, and, and I don't think Tua is very good to begin with. So he's made him a, a serviceable quarterback as well. So, which is, which is a fantastic job. Uh, possibly Miami or, you know, who else? Seattle. Oh, this has a big, pe- big, just as a big F- fuck you. <laughs> this is a Pete Carroll special. Okay. This is one of those things where, like, like Geno Smith, as he as he resurrected him for one year, I think Geno Smith will turn back into a pumpkin this year. But this has Pete Carroll written all over it. If they let go of Trey Lance, I can guarantee you Seattle at least takes a peek. They'll they'll go window shopping on that because that that is how they that is how they win. That's how they get their edges right on on people. Is they is they take from you and they learn what you do, and uh, they use it against you. So. This looks like a Pete Carroll special to me because that's the type of offense that he that he likes to run, right? Up there, they like a they like a mobile quarterback. They like somebody who could throw outside of the pocket. So I feel like that that would be a place where where he could land. Minnesota is the other one. He's from that area, so that that looks like a logical mm-hmm. fit because of that. I can see him favoring going back. But look, if if guys like Rick Meyer and EJ Manuel and Geno Smith. And Rick Meyer was a long time ago, but like guys like that, like Ryan Leaf even got a second shot, right? Like guys like that, that are, that are really not that great, but just because of the draft status, a team will take a flyer on them just because of the draft oh, yeah. status. like B- Baker Mayfield, same thing, right? He is about done as a, as a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? He's, he's basically at the end of the line as, as QB one in, in this league for his career. He's, he's not even a serviceable quarterback at this point, but because of his draft status, people get excited. When the Niners sign any player, like Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell is a good example, right? So he came in and he was, we were excited about him. Why? Because he's a former first round pick because the mm-hmm. talent was there. Somebody recognized that talent. It's just a matter of putting it all together. So somebody will take a chance on Trey. I have no doubt about that. 
but it's just a matter of who. And look, I, I think it's he Trey is very much a, vic, a victim of circumstances here because a lot of stuff had to happen for for all of this to transpire, right? The yeah uh, decision of the franchise to continuously start Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey, the injury to Trey when he first got the got the start or first started as quarterback, and then the emergence of Brock Purdy, like three major things that have totally shifted the whole outcome of of this entire scenario. So we can't put it on Trey and be like, oh, he's a bust in the set. Like you said, like we don't know because he hasn't had a chance to really show us what he is. And I, I hate. I'm glad that that we asked Larry about practices and what happens there and and errors of commission versus omission because you look at practice stats and by the way Brock Purdy in the Thursday practice this week did not throw a pick haha uh-huh. everybody's everybody's oh, ragging he on threw two practice. almost picks because we count those two so there were we two almost picks but it's just you you I I cannot stress this enough if you have played a sport at any level, at any point in your life, if you've coached a sport, if you've watched a team practice, if you know anything about your, your favorite professional athlete's habits off the field, what is practice for? It is to improve your game, improve things that you're not good at, and understand concepts and refine the things that you are good at, which means that if you have an 11-on-11 session and Kyle doesn't want to see Brock Purdy just pull it down or run with it because that's the easy thing to do, he wants him to execute the play because he wants his offensive line to block and the receivers to run the routes and the defense to cover it properly without Purdy just escaping the pocket in a practice. He's going to have Purdy force it into some windows where he's like not usually going to do that in a game. It's, and people say, oh, you're, you practice how you're going to play. Well, that's not entirely true. Practice habits transfer over to the game. Muscle memory transfers over to the game. But actual plays themselves – there's certain things that happen. Like if you were ever to watch Steph Curry, well, actually Steph Curry is a terrible example because he's awesome in practice. But if you ever watch like Tiger Woods in a practice round, like mm-hmm. you watch a little bit of golf, right, Al? You play a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you were to, if you would ever watch like a practice round for Tiger Woods, like go down to Pebble Beach or any one of the beautiful Bay Area courses here, and watch the pros play and watch a practice round, watch how many balls they hit. They'll hit a ball from the middle of the fairway and they're like, all right, give me another one. All right, they hit they hit the next one in the water. Give me another one. Hit the next one in the sand. Give me another one. They'll hit four to five shots, and only a couple of those will be good. That's the way practice is supposed to be, is that you try to refine your skill, which means that you will make mistakes, but it's practice, and you can make mistakes. You cannot put so much emphasis on practice stats and what they do there because that is the time to make mistakes. And whether or not those carry over to the game, we'll see. But I'm I'm so tired of people listing out practice stats make oh well this completion percentage of that interception and these would be interceptions bro patrick mahomes leads the league in interceptable balls year in and year out does it matter does his team care no because he's awesome and and they win i don't care if brock purdy throws a game-winning super bowl touchdown pass that hits all 11 players on the defense i don't care as long as our guy ends up with it it doesn't matter to me it's not about style points i don't know when it became about how it looks and the optics of it al but that's one of the reasons why this this offseason, this training camp has been so insufferable. It's like, man, just let these guys grow. Let these guys play. Let them actually make mistakes so that they can learn from them when it doesn't count. Because when it does count, they're not going to be able to make those mistakes. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Maybe Allen Iverson was right. We're talking about practice, man. Exactly. We're talking about practice, you know? man. We're talking about practice, not even the game. <laughs> We're talk, talking about practice. And it's true, too. Some You've heard it since the beginning of time in sports. Some guys are good practice players and don't show up in the game. Some guys are shitty practice players and, and, and on Sundays or whatever, it, at tip-off, whatever it is, they have a great game. So, yeah, it's there's too much put put on it right now. And, you know, everybody wants to – give their opinions and, and be on social media and, and get attention and everything else. And that, like, that's, that's fine, I guess. But I, I think you have to look at things rationally. And to me, I'm not, if it, if we're four weeks in the season and he's got six picks, meaning Purdy. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be concerned, but right now I'm not. And if he throws a couple in Pittsburgh, like I just said, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm just not, I think he's going to throw a couple in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I just think he is. I think the Niners are, going to have a tough time with the Steelers. They're going to have a really tough time with the Steelers. Um, it's going to be a physical game and it's going to probably be an ugly game. So if you're listening to this show, get ready for that. And if they win 35 to seven, you can come back and say, Al, you're wrong, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be like 20 to 17, 20 to 13. And I think it's, you know, they're going to have to muck it up a little bit to, to win that game. So, but and, you know, man, yeah, I don't know. Before, we'll see in this. It, go ahead. Before, before we get out of here, there's one thing that I wanted to talk about with practice and why it doesn't matter. Why preseason doesn't matter for a lot of reasons. You want to know why it doesn't matter? I'll give you some names. And this is this is exactly why it doesn't matter. Nate Davis, Corey Sheets, Jared Hayne, Lawrence Okoye, Marcus Rush. Remember those guys? Mm-hmm. All those guys, preseason studs. Nate Davis made one 60-yard throw in 2010, <laughs> and everybody was ready to start the guy. He was, yeah. a, he was a, a late-round pick from Ball State, I think. And he had all he had was the arm. And he was terrible otherwise. Everybody was ready to give him the starting job. Like, number one, so it, it tells us this this fan base has been crazy when it comes to quarterbacks for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the second thing it, t- it tells us is that preseason doesn't matter. Preseason is there for a purpose. The teams want to execute certain concepts, certain plays, at certain cadences, certain that they want to play at game speed and be able to play opponents so that they can test out things that they wouldn't normally test out. In addition to the actual game plan stuff that they test. Mm-hmm. There are guys in major league baseball in spring training that will, that will start a game starting pitchers, scion war winners. And this is common across all pitchers where they will just work on one pitch. They'll say, I'm not going to throw anything, but change ups this entire at bat to this guy. Or I'm not going to throw into, I'm not going to throw a curveball this entire inning because I want to work on my fastball, my changeup, and they may get lit up for four or five runs in that in that inning. 
they don't care because number one, it doesn't count. Number two, they got the work in that they needed. They just need to work on one thing with, with not live. Well, I guess semi live reps that don't count. And that's what preseason is for. And all the players I mentioned before that I just mentioned to you, they were all great in the preseason, but they, they did nothing. They, some of them didn't make the roster, but mm-hmm. the guys that did didn't do anything in the regular season because the preseason is not where stars are made. It is the regular season and the playoffs where stars are made. And we need to remember that. So enjoy the last preseason games and let's get get ready for week one. Simple as that. And stay healthy. And it, it looks like based on what Shanahan said uh, later today that I saw anyway, Purdy might play a series or two with the starters, maybe, which is good. Yeah. I think he does need to get out there and knock some rust off in a game situation. I hope he does get a couple series in this game. And he certainly needs to play in the third preseason game. I think Mm -hmm. after Purdy, it looks like Darnold's going to get the bulk of the game. So he may get, if Purdy plays a few series, Darnold may play the rest of the first half, maybe a series or two into the second half, I guess, depending on when he gets in. And then it would be Lance, Brandon Allen. I don't know if he practiced today, which is Thursday, but he had been away because he had a baby. So he may not play this weekend. Um, But it doesn't look like Lance is going to get a whole lot of reps in this game. He only had three throws in today's practice to leave Darnold at seven. And Purdy obviously runs with the first team, so he had, he had many of them. Um, so we'll see how it shakes out. But this land story is not going to go away until he gets traded or whatever. He makes the roster or something happens. But, you know, I just thought we had to spend this show as much as we've been talking about the quarterbacks. I just – it's the story, man. And, I, you know, I just had stuff to say about it. And, you know, I hope we did a good job of kind of recapping it. And did our own little 30 for 30, I guess. So, but. <sighs> All right, Zane. We'll see what happens this weekend. We'll see if uh, – <laughs> there's more drama when we, when we pick up again next week but until then we'll see ya peace Nine, zero, three. One, zero, three. Nine, zero, three. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company 